today on City Cash Chicago. Students and teachers are fast approaching what will be the third school year affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, with rising concerns about the Delta variant and COVID numbers going up, teachers are anxious as they prepare their classrooms. We check in with one who has to comfort her students amidst so much uncertainty. Specifically, like when a student from a single parent household, when, you know, he told me like, it's just me and my mom and I'm scared of her going out there and getting sick. I'm like, I can't, I can't tell him everything's going to be okay when I don't know that everything's going to be okay. It's Tuesday, August 17th. I'm Jacoby Cochran and this is CityCast Chicago. Chicago Public Schools has mandated that all teachers and staff must be vaccinated. Teachers are happy about that, but of course, not all their students are eligible to be vaccinated. And the teachers union and CPS continues to go back and forth on other safety precautions. Big sticking points are how best to quarantine students if there is a positive case, whether cases could lead to shutdowns, and if they'll have to teach in-person and remote students simultaneously. And teachers like Norman Noriega are going into the school year feeling a little deja vu. Nearly two years in and in a different situation, but not really. We we still have this collective anxiousness. We still have some things that we're still waiting on direction or waiting to hear what's going to happen. Or, you know, like if we have to shut down again, what's going to happen? You can't just tell us like, oh, we want to be back in person. That's great. We all want to be back in person. But what's going to happen when we have to make a serious decision to make sure that further harm is like doesn't occur. Noriega is a sixth grade math teacher at Stevenson Elementary on the southwest side. Stevenson is majority Latino plus a mix of black and Arab American students. Norma, I want you to take me back to the spring of 2020, right? When the district went to all remote learning. Can you tell me a little bit what was that like for you? I just remember at the very beginning, a lot of, we just had this big cloud of, we don't know what's about to happen. We don't know what's about to happen. All we see on the news is this is like, uh, this is a virus, that this is contagious. Um, At the time, we were still waiting on our city leadership to say something about what was going to happen. Are we going to stay open? Are we going to like reduce capacity what are we going to do to help mitigate like transmission of this virus that we're just hearing on and on about you know we had to wait on Pritzker to to shut things down in those early days when you would talk with your students were you seeing that same confusion that same fear they had so many questions and like I felt like I I felt terrible for not being able to answer everything because it was not Some of these things were not my decision making or anything like, you know, I couldn't decide to shut down the city or anything like that. But I've never had so many like nervous, anxious children, you know, like always on the verge of tears. Students who were terrified because their parents still had to go out and work and they were scared of their parents catching the virus. Is there anything one of your students said to you that just sort of like sticks in your brain? Specifically, like when a student from a single parent household, when, you know, he told me like, it's just me and my mom and I'm scared of her going out there and getting sick. I'm like, I can't do anything to 
I can't tell him everything's going to be okay when I don't know that everything's going to be okay. You know, like I can't do anything to qualm that fear. Um, so it, it's really more just like hearing that or having conversations with parents and, you know, hearing their very real realities of our light got cut out. I'm so sorry the internet went out, but we just couldn't pay that bill. And what I, there's nothing that I can really do. There's things that we can do as a community. There's things that we can do that the district could do, um, that the district could call on for, for their families. But like me, like I'm like, it felt very powerless. Well, as we get ready to go back into the classroom in a couple of weeks, Norma, what do you what do you imagine your classroom is going to look like? Uh, so I've been putting off these thoughts because I'm trying to enjoy like the last bit of my summer vacation because just the thought of it, it just gets me like so anxious again. Like I was this anxious before I was sent back in the spring unvaccinated, you know, like, but we only had a couple of kids and it was, you know, reasonable to keep them socially distant. So when you first went back in the spring, yeah, that was before even students were eligible to be vaccinated. Many teachers was were unvaccinated. Was that a very anxious time going back in the spring? So anxious. Um, I just remember it being very like Hunger Games like because teachers were eligible for the vaccine. And so like teachers were sharing links and the little codes so that you could get the appointment. And this one, if you refresh it at midnight, you know, there might be some slots open. And this one, if you refresh it at 6 a.m., there might be slots open. So like I was in there in the spring, the first two months unvaccinated that it's it's starting to feel the same but now i'm so much more nervous for the children because i i teach sixth grade most of them are going to come in unvaccinated and as the year progresses and they turn 12 they're going to get vaccinated right stevenson is decent about class sizes you know we don't have more than 30 uh it's usually like in the 25s that kind of number but i've also been in cps schools that my first year student teaching, we had 42 kids in the class and we didn't have enough desks and chairs, you know, and and that class size did not go down until the principal could hire another teacher. Right now, we do. We have so many vacancies. We have so many vacancies. So many teachers have, have either like left teaching altogether or have decided to retire early because, yeah, I don't blame you. I would retire early, too, if I could. Wow. Um, and so I'm just like, OK, like I'm nervous. I'm 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 nervous. How do you anticipate maneuvering and dealing with that? We're going to have to make sure that we find a way to maintain distance. I'm over here thinking like, yeah, I'm going to have some kids having to end up like at their desk, but their desk is facing the wall, you know, because I can't have them facing each other um, where I would normally do like pairs or triads. That's not an option. I'm thinking of like, how can I maximize the space in my room to ensure that we're social distancing? Honestly, I'm not even sure if as a sixth grade content teacher, if the kids are going to be switching or if I'm going to be the one switching, I'm probably going to be the one switching. Um, that's fine. And you mean going from class to class versus students coming to your class in different waves? Right. This past spring, you know, the teachers had to go class to class. We were classroom on a cart. Um, but that definitely felt, I would say, safer. Um, I don't feel very confident. I would be lying if I said I did. I don't feel very confident 
in sixth grade, they're, you know, these are social, very social times for the students. They want to be there near their friends. They want to talk. And, and like, I'm also thinking like, okay, balancing that with also like, but you can't get too close. You can't mm -hmm. hug your friends. You can't be right next to their faces to whisper something in their ear. Like you can't be doing that. There's, there's a little, there's too much at stake and, and I don't, want to shut you down and and not let you socialize but i also can't let risk happen unmitigated in the classroom so i don't i don't feel i don't feel very good well i i know that you've been trying to hold on to the last couple of weeks of summer uh i'm right there with you uh, but with school starting you know again in just two weeks what are you mo most worried about norma I am most worried about any possibility of infections spreading throughout unvaccinated populations, aka our immunocompromised, our K through pre-K through sixth graders. Um, that's like my number one worry. And my second like lingering worry is that okay. <laughs> that we have been through this whole pandemic and seen every terrible thing really brought up to the forefront. And we have an opportunity and literally like billions of dollars in federal money and that nothing will change. Like we're really gonna go through all that and decide not to do better for our communities and students. Ouch, like, ugh. Uh, but Norma, I will leave us on a positive note. Was there like a moment that you were really proud of yourself for like figuring out something with the technology or a moment you were really proud of your students? I was like really proud of the virtual space that my students like kind of like created for themselves and seeing and hearing from other teachers that like my students were really like, helping each other out and not you know if somebody like had some like negative self-talk or something like that like the other students would like push back on it and push them to like reframe it into something else um it's always you know very very endearing and like a proud like teacher moment when you know I tell them things never really sure what's gonna stick but hearing that the best things were sticking I'm like that's that's always something that I'm like, yes, that means I did something right. What are you most excited about for this next year being back in the classroom with your students? What are you looking forward to? I am a teacher because I genuinely enjoy watching these young people come into themselves and learn and grow. Um, I teach math, not one of their favorite subjects, but I also love like seeing them start to change their mind about it, you know, because um, I'd like to think that I definitely create a different math environment. So I'm excited for that. Like, I genuinely enjoy being in the classroom with the students and it's been a while. Norma Noriega, again, teaches sixth grade math at Stevenson Elementary. Thank you so much for coming on CityCast to share your story. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We also invited Chicago Public Schools in the pod, but they declined. 
before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago Park CEO Michael Kelly says 42 employees have faced disciplinary actions after an investigation reveals sexual harassment and assault allegations against former park lifeguards. We recently talked to Dan Mihalopoulos from WBEZ, who broke this story about the toxic and abusive workplace culture at Chicago's beaches and pools. And some good news to get you through. For my Rogers Park neighbors, tomorrow night, head over to Willie White Park for the return of Summer Dance. We're celebrating all things reggae, so bring your friends and family out for some dancing, a couple of lessons, and a sound and breath workshop. Don't that just sound relaxing? Sound and breath workshop. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I'm going to have to take this again because the pipes in my walls just let out a huge sound.